Newspapers create heroes. Six months ago, they created me. On Christmas, the Inquirer turned me, a 24-year-old albino with chalk-white skin, kinky yellow hair, and fluttering green eyes, into the toast of Philadelphia. It took all of eight words to undo a lifetime of insults. Son of former boxing champ saves kidnapped boy. That headline, along with two columns of ink and a three-inch shot of my glorious mug, filled the upper right corner of the broadsheet, pushing Aaron Garvey's date with the electric chair down below the fold. It was a snowy morning, but every newsboy in the city had that paper hoisted over his head. Now it hangs on the wall behind me as I work the bar at a speakeasy the locals call the Inkwell. I'm Jersey Leo, a genetic milkshake with one too many scoops of vanilla, a piano keyboard with no sharps or flats, a punchline to an inside joke that I've never been in on. Despite what you might have read in The Inquirer, I'm no hero, at least not the kind you want your children to be. Ask any one of the cops who've come to me for a spiked beer or a stuffed envelope. He'll tell you I'm breaking the law every time I fill their glasses. No, I'm not out to rid our streets of crime and corruption. All I want to do is pour some moon, make a little dough, and if the stars align... Spend a bit of time with a certain five-foot-two-inch coat checker whose eyes haven't seen enough of the real world to stop sparkling. The only reason I made the front page was because I found myself standing at the wrong end of a gun barrel and made sure it wouldn't happen again to me or anybody like me. A trail of blue cigarette smoke snakes its way over the bar as the radio plays Little White Lies. Aside from those little lies and this bleached bartender, there's nothing else white in the place. The inkwell is a colored joint, a tiny hole tucked away in the narrow basement of a nondescript brownstone on juniper and vine. It's an easy target for the uniformed bulls of the 6th Precinct. At least a half dozen of them show up every week to drink our booze and take our cash. The good news is that the feds don't even know it's here. You've got to go around the building's main entrance and down five stone steps just to find the front door. Once you're inside, the place is no bigger than a tenement flat— the front room fits only three candlelit iron tables. Pass through it, and you'll reach four booths sitting opposite a polished oak bar that runs along the brick wall in the back. Find the bar, and you'll find me. I like the place for the same reason as the folks who come here. The inkwell is cozy and dark, the kind of joint that softens the edges of a hardened city. Just walking through the door helps me forget the bread lines that are waiting around the corner. There aren't many places an albino can call home. This is one. Tonight, chattering voices and clinking glasses fill the air that's normally as quiet as the bell on the owner Dooley's cash register. Dooley can thank Homer 
a longshoreman I met two years ago while I was hijacking rum at the Philly Navy Yard for my boss back in New York. Homer's no Einstein. The cops call him a retard, but he's popular enough to convince eight of his friends from the dock to join him for a drink in the middle of a hundred-degree heat wave.